just take a couple shots before we get started with the podcast. Okay. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to Black and Behind the Scenes. I'm Antoinette. And I'm Brittany. And it's glad to have you with us again. Yay. We missed you guys. Oh, my goodness. It's been such um, a little little break, a little nice little break. Yeah, it yeah. feels like it's been a long time. I know, it does. Yeah. I don't know why, but we missed you guys, and we're back anyway. So let's get started with the industry rundown. Yeah. All right, so Cicely Tyson will be honored um, at the Turner Classic by the Turner Classic Movies with a hand and foot print ceremony at the TCL Chinese Theater um, in Hollywood next Thursday, April 27th. So if you're in the area, definitely head down there and see if you can catch a glimpse of Cicely Tyson. Um, yeah. She's been in the industry for over 60 years and mm. just a pioneer, um, a beautiful definitely. actress, uh, an amazing, talented. Legendary. Work she's done, legendary, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And she's still out here doing it, slaying on my swings. Okay? <laughs> absolutely, Ain't no stopping her. So. Yeah, so it's wonderful that she's getting her roses while she's still with us, oh, and yeah. you know because they tend to not only praise us when we're gone <laughs> for the most part. So um, it's good to see that she's being honored this way. And yeah, it's she wonderful. It. She's absolutely a phenomenal actress. So and has done a lot of work in the industry. So big ups to Cicely Tyson and you guys. Um, be on the lookout for her ceremony on April 27th. Cool. All right. And so next up, I don't know if anybody's heard about this, but um, Hidden Figures. Um, currently, a series is, is being developed with Nat Geo. Um, and there really aren't too many details on it right now because I think this is something that slipped out that no one was really supposed to know about. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so they're developing a series currently for um, based off the movies, Hidden Figures, that was in the theaters last summer. The budget for the movie was $25 million, and the movie made $236 million in the box office. Wow. So, <laughs> that'll tell you that this is going to be a success, mm-hmm. and that people are going to look forward to seeing this um, as a series, I think. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the characters and the storylines, and how they transfer that over from the big screen to television. Okay, well, correct me if I'm wrong. I heard this was going to be an animation. Is that true? I did not hear that. It may possibly be. Um, I just heard that it was supposed to be a series. Okay, cool. All right. Well, would you think would you think it would be better as a, as an animation or a regular television like scripted series? I, <laughs> I guess it really. <laughs> I guess it depends on like the audience and what they're going for. I I, I could possibly see this as an animation mm-hmm, i can um, see it um just it may if it is an animation maybe it'll have like a stem component yeah and that will that'll be cool you know the children mm-hmm. um and more women of color in animation because right. that's something that needs to be seen more. Right. um we don't have enough of that so that would be great if it was if it's going to be that i'm just leery about how this would be a series like what it would be about that's true. I mean, it, I don't know. I guess it could, like, dive deeper into, like, the backgrounds of each of the individual women and how that came about. I could see, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it could dive into their childhood coming up and then, like, get into, because maybe they were just really into science and math and technology, kind of. 
don't back know. then? I don't know. I don't know where I heard that from, but I, I, I <laughs> thought it was going to be an animation. I could be completely wrong, y'all, but, you know, I, I don't know. But either way, we're excited yeah. that it's going to be extended. And, um, yeah, anything for African-American lead characters, we're for. So. Absolutely right. Yeah. I just, Nat Geo just needs to get it right. That's all. Have the right people on the team, the right writing people, everything. That's just, it. Yeah, we don't pretty care much. if it's animation. No, uh, 3D, representation matters. Um, yeah, we don't care as long as it's, it's right. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have it right. Get the right people behind that because, right. um, yeah, a lot can go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, in other news, um, the Roundabout Theater Company has announced that Linda R. Diamond is set to produce an off-Broadway play entitled um, Tony Stone. Starring Uzu Adubai, um, who is famous for her role as um, Crazy Eyes and Black um, and Orange is the New Black. Orange is the boo- New Black. Yeah. Right. Um, so basically, Tony Stone was one of the first three um, African American women to play in the Negro League in professional baseball. So this is basically a play based on that and the story behind women playing in baseball. And honestly, I played softball as a child and. Mm-hmm. I did too. You did? I did. Oh, you had fun. <laughs> oh, sister Hood. So you seen Le- a League of Our Own then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so do you remember the part in the film where um, one of the main characters, uh, a ball gets thrown um, outside the field or something and a black woman picks it up and throws it back and she has an awesome hand? Now you would pick that. You know, right? <laughs> you you would pick that, that it, was the only, it was the only black person in the whole movie. Jeez, girl. No, I don't remember that part. Okay, so basically, I think that was Tony Stone. Like, because she had a great so? hand. I think that was like paying homage to her in a way. Because I had no idea about her until I heard of this. And I started doing research on her. That's funny. Okay. So I'm just trying to, I just, because that's the only baseball film I know of women. So I remember that scene. I remember the black woman throwing the ball back. And they said that she had a great arm. Mm. So maybe that was them trying to, you know, Slide give a little wink, there. wink. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you know. Okay. So, yeah, so this is, like I said, it's going to be an off-Broadway play in New York. Um, the production will be available to begin performances off-Broadway in May at the Laurel Pell Theater in um, in New York. So, yeah, and the, it will be a limited engagement. So, guys, go ahead and reach out to see if you guys can get tickets. Um, their number is, well, visit their website at roundabouttheater.org or call 212 212- 719-1300 for more information on the actual play. But I think it will be great to see it, though. Because yeah. um, this is a story, like I said, that I haven't heard of, similar to like Hidden Figures, how we have these amazing African-American stories and historians that have, you know, broke ground and done amazing things that we didn't learn in school, you know? And right. it's just something that we never had the opportunity to learn or know about. So I think it's awesome that they're doing this play and more people will hear about her and learn about her story. So I think it's great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Yeah, so that is it for the Industry Rundown, guys. And we'll be back after a word from our sponsor. This segment of Black and Behind the Scenes is brought to you by Treat Yourself Cuisine. Treat Yourself Cuisine is an intimate catering company that specializes in food for the soul. Inspired by French and soul food cuisine, their dishes are crafted with the intent to leave a lasting impression and your taste buds begging for more. Treat Yourself Cuisine is currently taking orders and can be reached at tyscuisine at gmail.com. Again, that's tyscuisine at gmail.com. And let them know that Black and Behind the Scenes sent you. Now, let's get back to the show.
you are in the spotlight. y'all it's time for the spotlight and our spotlight person for this week is Karina Evans um she is gaining notoriety for her um direction in Drake's video God's Plan and Nice for What um so Karina is Canadian like Mm -hmm. our boy Drake um (laughs) she's a writer oh you know what (laughs) go ahead no I was gonna be shady go ahead (laughs) I was gonna say power sisters (laughs) Shade over there. Yeah, I love it I though. I love it. <laughs> so Karina, um, like I said, she's Canadian. She's from Toronto. Um, she's a writer, actor, director. Um, so this new video that just dropped, uh, mm-hmm. "Nice for What," you know, people are really kind of praising her because it shows all these lap for lack of better terms, right? Badass women yeah. who, um, in quote, Drake's lyrics, are out here piping it up on these ninjas, uh, right? Okay? Piping it up. Piping it up on these ninjas. <laughs> Love <right>. it. <laughs> so, you know, we got oozing melanin magic yes. like with Issa Rae in it, mm-hmm. um, Rashida Jones, yes. um, Yara Shahidi, mm-hmm. um, Tracy Ellis Ross, like the list goes on. It's just like a whole um, bunch of yeah, black excellence. Black a lot of it. excellence. Yeah. Even Letitia Wright who is Suri in Black Panther. Yeah, she was on the yeah, rooftop yeah, yeah. getting it in. So Karina directed this um, video and just like how that video is like highly stylized, kind of cinematic, very artsy. She's known for that type of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just um, recently won a prestigious award in ca- Canada. Nice. She was the first to win, first female to win this award um, in Canada. So wow. she's only 22. What have I done with my life? <laughs> 22? She's only 22. That she, is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. She's 22 and she's out here making... Her stamp on not just um, music videos, because we don't know a lot of women music directors. No, we don't. um, Video directors. So we're excited to see Mm -hmm. her rise in that. But also just her visual storytelling. She has a perspective. She um, knows her clients well, and she keeps on brand with them and and making their music videos or whatever visual storytelling she's she's doing at the moment. So we're excited to see her star rise. Nice. And... um, yeah, so our spotlight for the part this week is Karina Evans. Shout out to Karina. And you know, one thing that I have to say about female directors is that when, because I am a, a music video junkie, like I love music video. Well, back in the day, not so much anymore. I'm grown. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what I have noticed is that when a woman is directing, because um, Melina, I think her name is, um, I forget her last name, but she's the one who directed a lot of. Um, Ludacris's video, Solange uh-huh. and Beyonce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's working with Issa Rae now, Insecure. She's one of the directors there. But you notice how women are not overly sexualized. Yes. When women are directing yes. the music videos or have anything to do with directing any scenes. Right. And I love that because right. we can be beautiful and we are beautiful and we don't have to be, you know, skimpy clothes and ass and this, right. that, and the third. Right. Just, right. you know, out and about. It's just... It's tasteful. Right. And that's what some people are, or critics are praising um, Karina for in this video, Nice for What, is because, like, 
There are no ass shots. There are mm-hmm. no um, like overly sexualized women. These are women who have long careers and who are doing mm-hmm. excellent in their respective lanes. Right. You know? So there's no need to show them, you know, bending over or, right. you know, giving us TNA, right? Right. Like, there's no need for that. Not at all. We can be I mean, highlighted in other ways. And, and, and music video tends to be a lot of TNA. Yes. So it's nice and refreshing to see videos that are not about that. It really is. <laughs> and you have no idea how refreshing it is to see it. And just to really highlight women in a different perspective in yeah. a different light. And it, it is a huge difference from when a difference from when a woman directs something from when a man does it. So yeah. no shade to men, but I mean I'm tired of seeing women overly sexualized in videos. It's just my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I am too. All right. So let's move on to um our sponsor break. All right. Hey y'all, Black and Behind the Scenes is currently looking for sponsors. If you are a business located in the D.C., Maryland, or Virginia area and would like to partner with us, please send us an email at blackandbehindthescenes at gmail.com. Now let's get back to the show. It's time for spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. (laughs) All right. Okay, so we're going to start spoiler alert with the last OG. That's okay. um that's a TBS original programming. Yes. Starring Tracy Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um he's an executive producer on the on the show and also Jordan Peele is an executive producer. Oh nice. No wonder why I've seen them together selling a lot of promo picks together lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's Jordan a, Peele's um, mixing it with the black people, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Has he crossed over? You know what? I ain't even gonna address yo. I mean, come on, let's be real. Like, come on now. Let I mean he was you know with the whole Comedy Central kind of thing when he had their show and now he's crossing over to the black side. Okay, I just see it. Antoinette has a shady (laughs) hat on today, so okay. (laughs) We're gonna address we're gonna address that comment. uh, But you were thinking it though. Okay, continue. Continue. So the last OG it um again is on TBS. It airs on Tuesdays. It stars Tracy Morgan, Tiffany Haddish. Nice. Um, so the premise of the show is that Tracy Morgan is an ex-felon who spent the last 15 years in jail, mm-hmm. not jail, prison, um, for a, a drug-related charge. So he was um, in prison. He comes out with these like grand hopes of like reforming himself and like being a mentor to people and trying to like get them right on the on back on the right track so he calls it like right Mm -hmm. um but he comes back to like a gentrified brooklyn oh yeah (laughs) i forgot it didn't even yeah yeah. i guess yeah so things have changed in his brooklyn neighborhood not only have things changed in his neighborhood it's gentrified there's coffee shops and he's just like what the heck is going on wow um and tiffany haddish plays his ex-girlfriend um so before he went into jail, he didn't know, but she had twins by him. Wow. So he did. it's time for spoiler alert. Spo- um, but Tiffany is now married to a white guy. It's like all these interesting dynamics. Wow. But, um, <laughs> wow. So it started out with the premise of him trying to win back his family, trying to get acclimated back into society. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it seems like it's kind of going to kind of venture off into him. Um, finding a new lane instead of trying to get back with Tiffany's character. Sabrina. Okay. Um, but again, Cedric the Entertainer is in there. He Love plays, Cedric. Um, Mullins, who 
runs the halfway house. Um, and I think it's funny. Okay. Um, it should, I hope it would be with Cedric and Tracy Morgan and Tiffany. You know what? Cedric the Entertainer is probably the most funniest to me on there. Um, some of his, you know, punchlines and jokes in the first couple of episodes really had me cracking up. Oh, well, and I'm I not could, surprised. It could just I love be Cedric. me being silly, but... <laughs> but I <laughs> no, he's it, awesome. I, I love Cedric. Funny. Yeah. And you know what? It also stars Alan Maldonado, who... Um, for y'all who don't know that name, it's not a household name yet, but Alan Maldonado plays Dre's assistant on um Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So side note about Alan here. He's an Afro Latino. Okay. Okay. Couldn't and, tell, but okay. <laughs> yeah, so he he's um had a like a long career as well. So in addition to acting, he's also a writer. And he was like a full time writer on Survivor's Remorse. On um, love that show! Yeah. Oh my gosh, that show is amazing. Yeah, for anyone so. who has not seen that, you have got to check that show out. Yeah, Alan was a full time writer for the show. The show has been canceled though. Yeah, but yeah, he was a full time writer, and also he just recently launched this app called Everybody Digital, which hmm. is a digital platform for filmmakers to show their shorts. Nice, yeah, because shorts yeah. are like a big thing in the industry now. Yeah, so yeah, it's very cool. So I, it's only on um the app store, Apple App Store, right okay. now. But you know, he's out here doing big things too. So Amazing. overall, the show has a creative or a, I think a well-rounded cast. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds like it, and it's funny. And, you know, even if it doesn't do well, it's just great to see Tracy Morgan back on the scene right after his. 2014 car crash right that um his friend was killed in mm-hmm. um and that it also kind of left him broken not only physically yeah. but spiritually like he was down for a little bit for a while right yeah so it's good to see him back on the scene he just recently got his star yeah he on did the hollywood walk mm-hmm. of fame i saw those images really cool yeah really so you know if nothing else fails um I'm just glad to see him back on the scene. I think yeah. this show is on brand with TBS's original programming, which is like that combination between like witty comedy and then mm-hmm. also like slapstick comedy, right? Because there's some scenes where he's just like clumsy Tracy tripping over stuff and okay. all that stuff like that. Okay. But um, so it's been two episodes so far. Mm-hmm. Y'all know my rule. I give things three episodes, but I'm going to give this the entire season. So when the season is over, I'm going to come back and revisit it and see what I overall think about the programming. But Mm -hmm. I hope it does well. Yeah. I mean, we have to check out the numbers to see how the first week, um, first two weeks did to see how it's stacking up with the other shows and currently airing. Because I haven't seen that report just yet, but uh, yeah, I'll check into that to see what's going on. Yeah. But um, I know it was a lot of promo for last OG. So yeah. So it's funny. Like y'all, y'all should. Check it out. Check it out. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So our next um show is uh, BET's The Quad. Now, originally, I was going to talk about the season finale of um Quad, which was in its second season. Mm-hmm. But right as I was, like, prepping my notes for that, the news came out that it was canceled. Yes, it did. So after two seasons, there will no longer be any of the quad yeah. on um, BET, which I am really disappointed because I I was a fan of this programming. So those mm-hmm. who don't know, this show follows a fictitious um, HBCU, Georgia A&M University, and it starts out with um, us following 
Anika Noni Rose. Love her. She plays Dr. Eva Fred Fletcher, mm-hmm. um, newly elected president. Right. And so she's like struggling to find funding, keeping this school from um, going bankrupt. Um, this the show also dealt with like sexual assault, um, hazing in the band, and also in fraternity. Um, Lack of funding and the challenges with administration at HBCUs. Sounds like things that actually go on with HBCUs. I mean, that's just the things that we face with, you know, the schools. Yeah, so the big premise for the second season was um, her trying to keep the university from being bought under the state university, like merging with the state, which is a predominantly white institution. So her and the students and administration, the board of trustees trying to, like, fight them on on um the merge and mm-hmm. you know like, trying to keep the legacy of HBCUs alive and right. the importance of HBCUs um but now we will no longer see what happens with this storyline because wow. the show has been canceled which is unfortunate because i mean granted i've never seen the quad because they don't stream it told you i'm a digital girl i mean if you don't stream <laughs> it i don't see it so get with it anyway um yeah, but I've heard great things about the show. And um, this was a part of the lineup that uh, BET did in their upfronts last year, along right. with, what's the other show of the the police officer woman that... Um, Rebel. Rebel. Mm-hmm. Along with Rebel, The Quad, they had these big promos for these huge shows, these original scripted, because this was like the hot thing. Right. Like original scripted shows with the all-black cast right. and everything right, right, that right. we had high hopes for, but to hear that it's been canceled only after two seasons... Right is devastating and it's ridiculous it is and i don't i'm so the show's ratings in the second season dipped by 30 percent okay i wonder i wonder what i mean i wonder if it has to do with cord cutters i wonder if it has to do with people not watching traditional television anymore and going more towards digital and streaming aspects well i don't know because it has strong seasons it has strong ratings in the first season um it could be a combination of things. So the showrunner for The Quad is, who's also co-creator, um, Felicia Henderson, mm-hmm. has over 20-year career in TV writing, directing, producer. She's been your writer on some of the, your favorite shows like Sister, Sister, Moesha, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, um, Everybody Hates Chris. So she knows what she, she's doing. Also, right. a little fun tidbit about her. She writes comics. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, um, and she's also a member of uh, one of the greatest sororities out there. <laughs> Just a little note out what, what sorority would that be? That would be Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. So she's the showrunner, and just some industry notes for y'all. Mm-hmm. A showrunner is the yeah. person who is um, the overall creative person who's responsible for the creative and management of the entire show, right? Mm-hmm. So they are in essentially more important than their director, mm-hmm. right? It's their job to run the show. So Felicia, she's their showrunner. They had a lot of HBCU um, alumni um, who were the staff writers, um, co-creator who um, Rob Hardy who went to FAMU, you know. Mm-hmm. So they had, like, all these, like, good inspiration. I thought the storylines were on point. Um, so I'm not sure why audiences failed to tune in on the second season. 
Yeah, I'm not sure either. But I know BT recently, within the past year, has had a huge um, shakeup. Yes. I know um, Stephen Hill, mm-hmm. who was the one who um, brought on the those shows, the original series. He was he left BET um, mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. So I don't know whether he, you know, what what the news behind that was. But a lot of the shows that he brought over that he greenlit were under him. So maybe with the new um, executive, you know, branch coming in or whatever is going over with BT, that they X all of his shows. They just got rid of all of them. Well, I mean, that's possible. It, there's definitely some shakeup going on at Viacom because in February they just announced Viacom just announced that their um, COO. Sarah Levy, that her role is being expanded to include operations management for Nickelodeon and BET, which it did not include before. So she was in charge of like um, VH1, um, Comedy Central, um, what is that other, the the country, CMT, country oh, television. Mm-hmm. So she was in, in charge of those. So now she's going to be overseeing BET and um, Nickelodeon. So it could be that there was some oversight over Uh there between those two networks and they're coming to shake up some things because we haven't heard if Rebel, I haven't heard if Rebel is coming out for a second season. Um, I mean, I haven't, honestly, I haven't heard anything about Rebel since the first season. First couple of episodes when they're doing that heavy promo. Yeah, yeah. After that, I haven't heard any, no one's talking about it. Yeah. Um, Being Mary Jane is, is canceled. Um, Everything is gone. Like it's they're like cleaning house over there. But it's funny because uh, they just announced three new shows that they are producing. One including Boomerang. This as is a series. you know what <laughs> you know what. See, this is this is the problem because the fresh ideas and the things that you guys were being you know taking risk on and showing initiative and like pushing the boundaries. You you started it off, and then all of a sudden you want to go three steps back and go to Boomerang and redo something that's already been done. Like, do, are you really interested in seeing Boomerang as a series? Not at all. I don't understand why they keep thinking, like, reinventing the wheel and, like, reproducing something that's already been done. Why? For what? I don't know. I, but you know what? I'm interested to see what they do with this boomerang. For real, for real. Oh, God. Trash. For real, for real. <laughs> but I really am disappointed that the quad is... is being canceled like I said I was a fan of the show um and I thought that you know we need that representation of HBCU life right Mm -hmm, absolutely we haven't had like a tv series of HBCU life since a different world and the first and the last of its kind really right and I was hoping that this show would kind of inspire a spike in enrollment um that it would shed some issues on some of the the um, the topics or discussions around HBCUs versus right. PWIs. Um, speaking of HBCUs versus PWIs, <laughs> <laughs> did you see that episode of Blackish? <laughs> yeah, I where Junior got into um, Stanford and How- Howard. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like again, why <laughs> we need. Why we need positive representations of HBC, like all college experiences, needs to be shown on the program, on television, because HBC, um, daggone blackish. Yeah. Now, okay, my problem was not with 
Junior not wanting to go to Howard originally. Okay. My issue was Bo's standpoint on why he should not attend the HBCU. And that was um, like he wouldn't be able to get acclimated back into society after he is right. such a rich black school. Right. He's just going to be pro-black and he's right. not going to know how to mix well with white people out there. Right. Bo. Bo. And her husband came from an HBCU, so I don't understand where well, her that was her example of why he shouldn't do it because she felt like Dre was too black. Uh, well, she married the man. He couldn't have been like so off the cuff or, you know, just, you know, re- I don't know. It. I found, I get what they were trying to do, have two opposing sides and like push the narrative or push the debate of HBCUs versus, you know, PWIs, but um, I just don't understand like such the disrespect that happened in that 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 episode with like su- such disregard towards Howard University in that episode because when he did find out that he was going to Howard he smacked the f- the he smacked <laughs> the acceptance letter out of Dre's hand like he just said like, get that out of here like do you not recall that it yes. was so wrong yeah 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 so at this, I just think that that you know showed a bad. It, it just like left a bad taste in my mouth with that particular scene. But I mean, with him eventually deciding to go to Howard, yeah, which was shocking towards the end. I was surprised. It was. Um, but yeah, Bo kind of threw me off with her her reasoning for him not going. But yeah, I mean, as a Howard alum, uh. It was a little disheartening to see that on on the on the screen. Yeah, uh, and then also to see, get the double whammy that the quad has been canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a mistake. But let me tell you what they're gonna regret this because let me tell you who's going to spike those enrollments at HBCUs, and that is our Queen Bee. <laughs> Oh yes, yes, okay. yes, Did yes, y'all see yes, that yes. black yes, ass yes, performance yes. at Coachella? Yes, it very was much so. All, it was HBCU, okay? It, yeah, the band, yeah, the Greek life, yeah, right, yeah, everything. Those eight counts on those dances, girl. Yeah, that's she, gonna spike up enrollment, and then BET is gonna be sad that they canceled the quad. That's very and and she just <laughs> donated a hundred thousand dollars towards scholarships for HBCUs for, for HBCUs. Yes, so yeah. So that, it's that's important. Huge. Like we need to keep HBC the doors of HBCUs open. Absolutely. And um, those who are alumni, you need to give back to your university. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also another problem. We yes. don't give back to our universities. Get back to your university. Let's get the funding and enrollment up at these schools because contrary to most people's opinions, there is still a need for HBCUs. Absolutely. So Yeah. Anyway, Absolutely. The quad is canceled. Yes. Unfortunately. Ooh. Yeah. So we'll let's see what, you know, BT rolls out. You guys write in and let us know how you feel about the quad being canceled, about, you know, blackish. Did you see that episode? How did you feel about it? How did it make you feel? Um, how do you feel about Boomerang possibly coming back as a freaking series? Like, tell me how you feel about that. Um, and what you think that may look like. Like, we're curious to know. Like, I I could care less. (laughs) That's normally how I feel. It would only be funny if they bring, like, Eddie Murphy. They can't afford Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah, okay. Maybe they could have afforded a Charlie Murphy, but. 
Oh, Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. Um, God, he was a gift. Um, you think uh, they're gonna bring back Grace and Grace Jones? These people need no. cameos. Oh, they do. However, <laughs> I recently Grace Jones actually just came out with a documentary last year. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. I just saw her interview about it. Um, she's I guess she's just now doing promo, although it came out last year. But yeah, we'll talk about that next episode. Yeah, I'll bring that up. Um, okay. but yeah, so could they get they could get Grace Jones back on there, but I mean, you know. Let's just scrap the whole boomerang. Let's idea scrap it. I don't and care. Bring back I, the yeah, quad. Yeah. Bring back or get some the real writers in there. Black actors and actresses that were on the quad. Let's get them back some work. Yeah. Let's yeah, let's get them some new fresh work and get their faces back out there. So yeah. stop playing BT. Yeah, whatever they're doing over there. <laughs> All right, so that's all I have for the spoiler alert. All right, guys, so you know what to do. Um, that wraps up our show. So if you have not followed us, please follow us at Black and Behind the Scenes on Instagram, like us on Facebook, and subscribe to our SoundCloud account at Black and Behind the Scenes. And follow us personally and um, say what's up. Um, my handle is at Antoinette Tope, light the color, Tope, light the color, <laughs> um, on Instagram. And I am at Brittany Khan. That's two T's, A-N-Y-C-O-N. So follow us on Instagram. Uh, we would love for y'all to be our friends. Yes, absolutely. And we want to hear what you guys have to say. So until next time, I'm Antoinette. And I'm Brittany. And this is Black and Behind the Scenes. <laughs>